Hi, Royals fans. This is J.J. Piccolo. The University of Kansas Health System is the official health care provider of the Kansas City Royals. And gone! Trust the same experts who make the right call for the Royals and go to kansashealthsystem.com slash royals. John of the Midwest Outdoors. I almost forget the name of this thing every once in a while. You want to go American Outdoorsman, don't I you? I do, uh, you know, or change or, the name. I like change the name to Outdoors Today. Yeah. That wouldn't hurt my feelings at all. No, I like that. The voice you hear, the greatest fisherman to ever walk the face of the earth, the greatest lawn service care person in the world is Mark Tobin, my co-host. Also in the studio with me, we have Mike Boddicker in here who's thrown more perfect games in the big leagues than anybody in America. 19 no-hitters. The guy is phenomenal. You're you're a good liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On both ends here, yeah. Hey, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't argue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever throw a perfect game? No. No? No. no. Impossible, isn't it? For the stuff I had, yeah. <laughs> Mark, do you ever pitch a perfect game? No, not even one pitch. A strike. <laughs> Couldn't even throw a strike. You ever had the perfect cast? I've had a few of those. Uh-huh. Skip, yeah. Can you skip a bait back under a dock? I can. Yeah. You can? Yeah. Now, I don't do that a lot. You know, personally, I'm not a, a huge dock fisherman. You know, I know I've got a place on Lake the Ozarks, and I work really hard. You know, to put brush and cover and PVC and stuff around it. And, you know, I don't really appreciate when other people come around and fish my dock. I did that for my family, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, not for other people. You know, it's the the water around your dock is is not private sacred, property. Sacred ground. Isn't it? Well, well, not the, really. No. No. <laughs> I, I got the same thing. Yeah. I, I put all this stuff out and you see the guys go by and all of a sudden the boat comes to a quick stop. Yeah. And it's like, oh. They're start their cast catch your yeah. fish yeah you know yeah. lake of the ozarks they typically draw the lake down very low mm-hmm. you know they they say to account for spring rains but whatever it's always down very yeah. very low and i mean it can be six seven eight sometimes eight feet low in the spring well everything that i've got around my dock is exposed and i've actually seen people come out there with cameras and take picture <laughs> of my of my brush when the lake is down but uh so yeah i i just don't fish other people's stocks that much you can catch fish in a lot of different places other than fishing other people's docks. So I just, I, I can do it. You know, I can shoot docks and, and whatnot, but I just, unless I, it's somebody that I know, mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't do it too much. Take a BB gun, shoot at them, they'll run them off. You know, I had, there was a guy down like the Ozarks <laughs> had a really good idea. He had motion activated sprinklers oh, at the corner oh, yeah. of his docks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> People don't like getting wet, do they? Yeah, no. Especially when it's cold. Yeah. Anyway. Another guy would put out, uh, uh, catfish lines with real heavy it was yellow lines so you could see it and he he'd had about eight or ten rods around his dock in all different directions so uh-huh. you couldn't get within 50 yards of his dock. without getting tangled up yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> you're gonna lose baits <laughs> you guys are hoarders my goodness <laughs> not me i i don't mind it. Uh, and i don't you know if i'm not there like yourself out but the thing is when i'm down there and we've got i've had people come up and fish our dock but we're out there fishing on it yeah yeah i have too yeah. uh, i that, mean that's that's kind of rude it is yeah Oh, shoot at them. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's illegal, isn't it? Or is it immoral? I don't know. Everything's illegal anymore, isn't it, Fred? Uh, breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, walking. Yeah. Uh, without the proper permits. I had. I was going to shoot at this balloon, and I didn't realize <laughs> that I had to have a federal permit and a state permit. Stamp. And a stamp. And <laughs> documentation. 
it all to shoot at balloons. So I, <laughs> so I gave up on the thing, you know, not the hay, you know. Isn't it a bizarre what we're going through right now? Is it, it is. just me? Is it no. is this weird? Isn't it? No, never seen anything. Like, you know, just we say this too often. It's it's hard to believe that it can get even more weird than it has been, but yeah. it continues to amaze me. You know, I get up five o'clock in the morning because I can't wait to turn on the TV and see <laughs> who, what in the world three hundred sixty-five million Americans have done overnight. You, you can't make this stuff up. No. I mean, it's too weird. Just absolutely too weird. I can't watch the news anymore. No. It's yeah. all doom and gloom, and I know. Yeah. everything's terrible. And at, yeah. the, at the end, at the end of a an hour long program, they'll have maybe thirty seconds of something good. Yeah, and that's it. I'm, yeah. w- there's so much good going on in the world that sure. we don't even hear about. It's sure. all doom and gloom. Yep. Doom and gloom, and 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 that you know gets ratings. That raises yeah. your rate card. That you know, let's always follow the money. That's what it's all about, mm-hmm. you know, is the money. Good news and, doesn't sell. Good news doesn't sell. Mm-hmm. Man bites dog, you know, is the best news you can have, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what the hey. Um, I I got a little bit of che- cheese fever today, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. Man, you got like cheese. I got any cheese stuff. Well, isn't that weird? I, I have so much emotion on this thing. One day I think the Eagles are just going to kick them. They're very good. They're the very Eagles good are football. very good. Very good football. Yeah, team. they are. And then the next day, I thought, well, oh, but we geez. we got Mahomes, and yeah. I never bet against Pat Mahomes. No, ever, ever, ever. I don't think you should. No. The the thirteen second thing. Do you guys remember the, what, two oh, years yeah. ago? Oh yeah. yeah, Buffalo. Unbelievable. Yeah, you it, can't do that. No. You, you can't. No, do you that. you have to understand. There's special athletes in the world, with with hearts as big as Texas. That you can't never underestimate them. They will fight tooth and nail until yeah. that last second. I don't blame them. And yeah. he's one of them. Yeah, he's he, one of them. He, you're not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna quit ever. Yeah. And ever. I think he won a lot of people's hearts. You know, with, with uh, the Cincinnati game when he hurt his ankle oh. and came back out and played. I, when uh, I saw it happen, I thought there's no way he's coming no. back. There's no way with a high ankle sprain yeah. that hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. And he gutted it out and came out there and on one leg and. Won the ball game, but the national media hadn't given us much love. Well, right. I think seventy five percent of them are. I don't like his hazy here in the that's, 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 I like it. That that's way. everything in the in the world. I mean, you've got New York and you got California, and everything exactly. in between is crap. Yep. Yeah, you know, the you know they don't they don't care. We're flyover country. Yeah, that's it. That's what it amounts to. Well, you know, we must be pretty important because they flew that balloon right over Flywood, right over the Midwest. You know. Yeah. Well, I was talking to a buddy out in in Wyoming. And he wanted to shoot it down. He wanted to get his, his rifle out and shoot uh-huh. the dang thing down. It yeah. went right over his house. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they said, well, they were waiting until there was no, you know, nothing to. Have you ever been in Moscow, Wyoming? <laughs> There's nothing there. Shoot it down. Might have fell on a sheep. It, but, yeah, but, but besides the, the mountains on the western part, it looks like a nuclear waste site. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could shoot it down anywhere. Yeah, help yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Why do they wait till South Carolina? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's weird now is the fact that they uh, this other one comes along. They shoot it down before it gets close, oh, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's the size of a car. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what they said. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. 
You know, I, I think I'll just stay on that little 40 acres duck club and put my head down a lot, you know, just walk around in circles. Yep, you know. take care of Baxter and let it go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> act like I got CWD. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, CWD, guys, I've been reading a lot, man. It's everywhere. Everywhere. Man. It is just yeah. crazy. One, uh, We had Dr. Crawl on, Dr. Deer, mm-hmm. and he says it's much to do about nothing. And and to this day, maybe it has happened. I I'm a lay person, but I, it doesn't transfer to humans. No, no. Uh, when you see some of the politicians up in Washington, tell you kind of got to wonder if they're not suffering, <laughs> suffering a little bit from some kind of some of them? wasting disease. Yeah, <laughs> some of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, that was good. Cheap shot. I like that. Uh, What's the old joke about the politicians in the bus and they go over the cliff and the yeah. farmer was there? So he digs a hole and buries the bus and all the politicians in it. And the sheriff came and said, do you see this bus? He said, yeah, I buried it over there. And he said, well, all the politicians? And he said, yeah, one of them still alive. And he said, oh, I don't know, some of them said they were, but hell, politicians are alive. <laughs> and that's about the way it is on the deal. So I've been shooting this stuff, guys. This is HSM, mm. hunting shack munitions. And I finally, after a thousand rounds or whatever I've shot, I finally realized what I was shooting. That's how basic I am. This stuff is phenomenal. It is a factory ammunition like hand loaded durability. You, you just. I'm amazed. Uh, I I bought an old Savage rifle and put a uh, Boyd stock on it. It makes it look cool. And that Savage makes the best barrel, in my humble opinion, which is worthless. But gee whiz, man, I'm shooting dot into dot into dot into dot with this stuff. And that low recoil? Yeah, that low, low recoil. You just can't beat that. It's like you don't realize how you, you're kind of getting. Get out of the gun. I know. Yeah, right. This stuff is phenomenal. And I think it's – I don't know. I haven't gone to the store. I've been very fortunate the guys and manufacturer's reps have given me some ammunition to shoot. But you know, I, I suppose it's probably a little bit more, but I think it's worth it. I'll never forget, I was at 79th and Metcalf with uh, Bob Lockett, had the Second Amendment uh, store up yes. there. And this guy was in there, Dr. – I'll think of his name about a week from now. And he was going to Zimbabwe. To hunt Cape Buffalo, Ooh. and he'd bought a big bore rifle, three thousand eight hundred dollar rifle, and he'd bought binoculars was three thousand dollars. He paid for an airplane ticket over and back was three thousand dollars, and he'd got a guide for three thousand dollars. <throat> so he was in there arguing about the price of ammunition. <laughs> no, I I'm sorry, if I, Cape Buffalo's coming at me. I want the best I've got. You got it. And he was bitching about the price. Uh, this, do you want a performance load, or do you want a good load, or you want a great load? You know, I mm-hmm. mean, and the difference was like twenty or thirty bucks, you know, per box at that time on the deal. You know, so I, I always amaze me. But this HSM stuff, I can't say enough. I tried to get Boyd and the guys to come over, but they won't have nothing to do with us ever again. I don't think. Well, it's I can't. I don't blame them. No. On the deal. So. Have you heard of that low recoil? It's like fifty yes. percent less no. recoil. It's amazing stuff. Yeah, it, 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 unbelievable. 
any accuracy. And I'm a terrible rifle shot. I'll first one to I'm step a terrible up, but, shot, period, Fred. Well, You've I mean, seen me shoot. I've seen <laughs> yeah, I didn't seen, want to bring it up yeah. here in the air, but what the hey. <laughs> <laughs> but I have fun. <laughs> That's the yeah, I, I, I don't hit anything, but I have fun. Them boys here can shoot. They can shoot. They, yeah. they, they can handle <laughs> it. They can whack them out of there. I miss you guys not being there, but I didn't want you to come up and hunt with me because it was just like... Uh, it was a my, weird year, wasn't it? It was the weirdest year I ever played. Yeah, it was a duck weird, weird duck hunting year. Weird yeah. duck hunting year. You know, they, they just that cold air hit, and them ducks weren't case-hardened, I said, yeah. and uh, away they went. They went on down the hill. The guys at Arkansas, I talked to them yesterday, I have, they have never had a duck season like that, and they were oh for 11, 11 years in a row. Yeah, I was down. Like, right. And they said it was just it, clear up into the last day. They just harvested and harvested. And yeah, we. Killed. Yeah, it yeah. was it was good late for us. Yeah, here. it was really really good. Um, I want to talk a little elk hunting when we come back. Oh, good. Uh, that's right up my alley. That's up his alley right there. Did you know that? No, Mark? I didn't. Is anybody catching any fish down the lake? Yeah, lots. Crappie. Yeah, you know, early in the week they were busting ice to get out to them. But, uh, yeah, the crappie are really good. They're bunched up in big bunches right now. You know, talking to Richard Bowling over at Truman, he's catching them as shallow as six foot. What? 39 degree water, six to 13 feet, 13. Is, Why? Is, is, it's got to be shad in there or something. There's something. Yeah, that, well, uh, that's yeah. different. Yeah. Well, and it seems yeah, like it's always the way down there at, at Truman. Gosh, it's, it, water's too cold for that, though, isn't it? 39. It, and, it, again, earlier in the week he was busting ice to get out to them. And. And uh, Brian on tearing up your boat. <laughs> you don't want to tear up the boat going no, out there. It's not, no, it's not worth. No, uh, no. But uh, on on Clinton in Kansas, they're a little bit deeper. They're uh, fifteen to twenty five feet yeah, deep. But still, once you find them, you get on one school of them. You don't have to move. You can catch a limit just hmm. really quick. But everybody agrees you don't need minnows this time of year. If you can't catch them on a jig, then you're not going to catch them on anyway, a minnow. Yeah. Uh, so, good time. To be oh. out catching the crappie, yes. Clinton, Clinton has really come on. Is it just me? I mean, no, everybody I talk to says Clinton is the cat's meow. You know, this is lots real of crappie. Deal. Well, in Hillsdale too. In fact, uh, Greg uh, Thompson, who handles our Facebook page, uh, he was down with Toby Lewandowski. Uh, went to I think he was at Clinton. No, no, no. They, they went to Hillsdale. Hillsdale, yeah. And along with everybody else in the state of Kansas, mm-hmm. but they did real good. Now <laughs> there was a lot of people there. And a lot of people using live scope, and, and Toby was using live scope as well. But they did real good. They caught two limits of fish, uh, but they str- they didn't see hardly anybody else catching fish. So, I, you know, it, it can be good, but it can be bad, too. Yeah. Uh, but when, once you get on an active school, you don't have to move very far to get them. Yeah. Well, uh, again, it's been, this is the good old days of fishing is right now. I'm telling you, the fisheries have never been better. You know, whether you're talking about Milford or Truman or Smithville or whatever, oh, you know, I'm, talk about Lake. I got a walleye story for you. Oh, at Lake well, we'll do it after the break. Okay, yep. uh, we're brought to you by Sure Ag out of Four City, Missouri. Bobcats. You don't remember the Bobcats? No, day, but you mentioned them every okay, week. Okay, all right. Savannah Savages. <laughs> how about at Osborne? You ever been to Osborne, Missouri? No, I haven't. Great little community. Men are men, sheep are nervous. <laughs> Quite a place up there. But anyway, these are the guys. Sure Ag. These are the guys that I put on my farm for the last 15 years to control my weeds and fertilize, and they are the best. they got about 115 years of uh, experience between the three guys that run those plants, and uh, they, they're professionals. I like that. You know, they will, they'll come back. They, they came back. They missed a little spot. You know, something happened. You know, pump quit working or whatever. Came back and did it again. You know, I mean, they didn't have to. They just did it. It was the right thing to do. 
Well, for you farmers, we have a lot of farmers that listen. you got to make decisions right now about your fertilizer and your spray and your seed and your chemical. I mean, you, you're a little bit behind the eight ball, to be honest with you. But these are the guys that I 110% recommend. So go by and see them. Sure Ag. Again, they're located at Savannah, Osmond, and Four City, Missouri. You'll love doing business with them. You're listening to the Midwest Outdoors. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Midwest Outdoors. All three of our listeners are up and after it this morning, I'm sure. By now, I'd like, I would think so. Yeah. yeah. I keep thinking Bill will show up here. He, you know, we need to make sure to extend him an invitation. Well, we have. I don't know what we got to do, Proddy. Take one of them cattle prods and hit him <laughs> with it early in the morning. Hey, we're brought to you by King City Lumber, kingcitylumber.com. If you've not been to their website, you're the last human on the face of the earth that hasn't been there. If you need an outbuilding for your... Horsey, for your pony, for your gator, for your tractor, whatever, cow, pig, these are the guys. King City Lumber, these are the guys we use. I've been in their buildings many, many times. There's nobody any finer than King City Lumber. KingCityLumber.com. What's this pickled fish thing we're talking about? <laughs> what is this? During the break? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I... Yeah, I... Growing up, I had a friend of mine up there who used to make pickle fish, and we'd have sit there and play poker and have fish. And is this an Iowa thing? I, no, I I know people in uh, Minnesota, friends hey. of mine up there. They, they pickle fish, Wisconsin pickle fish. Yeah, so go through this process. It's a ten day deal. Huh? You're going to yeah. do. You're doing this today. I'm doing the second part of it today. I've had. Yeah, I, I took my crappie and my walleye, and, and I put it in uh, probably uh, a gallon jug, probably three-quarters vinegar and and uh, salt. And you set it in the refrigerator, and then the ne- every day you, you swirl it around, shake it, shake it, shake it, set it back in for five days. And then the fi- after the five days, you pull the fish out, drain it, rinse it, put it in ice water. And uh, then you start mixing up your spices and vinegar and sugar and wine and wow, cook it and cool that down. And then you, it's fish, onions, and, and the, the concoction. And then that stays in the refrigerator for three days, minimum. <laughs> and then after that, you can eat it. But the longer it stays, the better it gets. Wow. So. I'm, I am salivating. Maybe we'll try. I'll try. Yeah. I'll bring some in. Now, I would love to yeah, eat I, some. I'll put it in a quart jar and bring some in. You yeah. guys can. But crappie's not too flaky. No, it is not. Because once you do this process, it gets nice and firm and just perfect. <laughs> it's so good. And you said walleye? Walleye? Yeah, I'm, I got walleye and crappie I'm doing. M- most importantly, where'd the walleye come from? Missouri. <laughs> Can you narrow it down a little? Yep. <laughs> Under your dock. <laughs> well, I got to get the recipe from okay. you, and we'll put it up on our Facebook page. That, I mean, I got to try. I got to do that. What, I mean, does it's, it taste yeah. like a pickle, or when you get done? Or uh, yeah, what? it's it's just it's tender. It's it's yeah, it's unbelievable. Do you eat it with a cracker? Or oh just? yeah, oh yeah, or or deer sticks, salami, and oh. You can you can do a lot of different things with it, but I like it just with with regular crackers and and a beer or sometimes oh, two, three or four. <laughs> <laughs> so how many uh, when you do a batch? How many fillets will you do? Oh, jeez. Uh, well, it takes a half half a gallon of fillets. 
which I had. I mean, I had a lot of fish in the, and I, you know, you can't leave them in there all year. We did a lot of fish fries, but I mean, I, I had a, a bunch left over fillets, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to make some pickle fish. Hmm. Okay. This got to be an Iowa thing. No, I, I Minnesota, I Wisconsin, be. Michigan. I, I know people. Have who you don't ever know. heard of it before? I Mark? had not. <laughs> no. You never tried it this way either. No. Huh? This is going to be bizarre. Wow. We the king, the king of all fishing. Yeah, really? <laughs> I've never tried pickle fish. <laughs> oh hmm. well, huh? That's good. Oh, I don't learn me something. Can you run it? Can I, mean, I ruin it? Yeah, I, I, I mean, can ruin about anything. Yeah, Fred. but you, I mean, do you put too much spice in, or do you, can no, you make no, it one it, side? It, you know, it's it's just no. You, I don't think you really can, but you know, there, there's a recipe for it, and, and it's oh. Hmm. The how many? You put them in a quart jar. I'm going to put them in quart jars so I can give them to people. You know, and then I'll make another batch. But I, right now, I've got it in a big gallon jug. Oh, so they make about four? Four quarts, yeah. Four quarts. Yeah. Mm, I'm on it. You think you could try this, Tobin? Of course, uh, you could eat a hubcap. You know, you're the uh, only guy I know. Not quite. Make it taste good, too. <laughs> not, not, not that good. He has barbecue ribs that are second base to nobody. I mean, they're just <laughs> phenomenal Ooh, ribs. I, I love mean, ribs. Yeah. We were talking about, I got a walleye story. Uh-oh. So... Yep. I went down to my lake house um, during the week, trying to pa- pass some time, you know, trying to get to tomorrow, uh-huh. and uh, stopped at the gas station. The guy was in there talking to the uh, the uh, receptionist there, or the cashier, about walleye. She hadn't had walleye in a long time. So I said, I'll bring you some. He said, I get, I get a lot of them. And that caught my attention. Well, yeah. mm. So I got talking to him. And so you, we had that cold stamp in December, uh-huh. and the water got froze, got hard. Well, as soon as it thawed out, and that was like the beginning of January, uh, he started fishing for walleye. The walleye thought it was spring again. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to yeah. get all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. So he goes out, and he was using a big, you know, like a 7-inch uh, Rapala Husky Jerk. And trolling, he, he, he likes anywhere from the 50-mile marker at Lake of the Ozarks up to Truman Dam. He said, any flat that you've got that uh, comes up to 7 foot of water and drops down into 20, he said, you, you troll that drop-off right there. And so the first fish he caught was half as big as his lure. Little bitty walleye, but hitting that great big seven wow. and a half inch bait. Um, he wound up in two days, he had 65 walleye. And a lot of them, he said he had one that was 13. He had uh, four over 10. But then most of them were in the two to three pound range. The good eating range. Good eating range. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Can we He's trust a, this guy's story? He seemed like a straight shooter. Did he? For seemed like sure. It? Yeah. It was no big deal to him. He just, you know, he goes out there. That's what he does. He said, this lake is full of walleye, and people just don't fish for him. And he said, Truman's the same way. Now, there are a few people that I know that are targeting them, but that's what he does. I've sent you down there on a mission to catch these walleye, and you, come, you get distracted. I know. And you go over to I the white a, bass. Catch a crappie or a white bass, and it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right, though. From places I fish, I fish, I like crappie, I like walleye. You got your bass fishermen. You got, I mean, they, they could care less about any of the other fish. No. They right. are focused in on their bass, sure, and, sure. It, which is great. Yeah. You know, because that's more cropping walleye for me. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's, you get the guys who set on those specific fish. Yeah. And they're pretty good at it. Yeah. They're pretty good at it. I got a, just got a text from Kelly Kurtz, uh-huh. our good friend. Uh-huh. He said, uh, pickled northern is to die for. Oh, really? Well, Kelly would probably. I bet it is good. And the best part about it is, you know, the Northern with their Y bones and stuff like that. This stuff turns it into oh, it just cartilage, and you can eat it. You can eat the bones and everything. 
Well, those guys yeah. know how to get that wide bone out. Yeah, those I people. Mean, yeah, I, I can't do it. I'm yeah, terrible. There's a trick to that. There is. That's not for the faint of heart. Yep. Uh, Kelly could probably do it. He's seen enough of it. But boy, I tell you what, you get I got a, a nephew bone. can get them out. I, I just anytime I catch a northern, he he deals with it. So. Hmm. Have you ever pickled trout? No, I have never pickled trout. Hmm. But I, I have, have northern. I have had the northern. So, really? Yeah. That's got to be good. You know, oh. that meat's pretty firm. Oh, it's to begin really with. good. Yeah, it's really mm. good. That's got to be an Iowa thing. It's not, it's not an Iowa thing. Yes, Fred. it is. People Minnesota, <laughs> Wisconsin. There, <laughs> my, my partner was from Iowa, and he was weird. Well, yeah, we are. Oh, yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else? They stand would, on one foot a lot. I bet blue cat would be really good. No, ain't no way to make a blue cat edible. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. I don't know. Let's, uh, let's I bet, try. It. You know, again, that's a we super could, you firm know meat. We could we could experiment. Yeah, we could get together and experiment. I'll do. That. I'll do some blue cat and some. What if you could do carp like this? Oh, I've had pickled carp. Have you? Oh yeah. You admit it. You admitted it here on the air. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you like it? It was pretty damn good. <laughs> it really was. It was a little stronger. It's stronger. It is. Yeah. But yeah. it's still it's pretty good, especially mm. with a cracker and a beer. Wow. Mm. How much beer does it take per fish? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it depends on the day. <laughs> uh, we got, we're up against the break again, but uh, we need to talk about elk hunting. I know you went out. and you, uh, How's Boog Powell? Boog's doing good. Is He's he? doing good, yeah. We're, I'm supposed to meet him. I'm, we're going to Florida Oh, in two weeks, and I'm hoping to catch him down there. Uh, he lives in Key West, and he fish, he's a fishing crazy man. Is he? Oh, yeah. The longest baseball I ever, it was foul, but the longest ball I ever saw it was hit was Boog Powell. Off Bob McClure, I might add. Oh, Crazy Bob? Bob crazy Bob. Yeah. And I've never, I, I'll never forget that as long as I live. And Boog's least, a great guy. You, man, he's, you want to talk fishing. He'll talk fishing all day. <laughs> does he do any hunting at all? Boog? Nope, just he fishing. Just fishing. Yeah, he's born and raised in Key West, and that's where he lives, and that's all he does. He goes out in the boat and he fishes. Boy, he could hit a baseball. Yeah, he could. He was good at Big it. Man. Big man. Big man. Yeah. Could Tobin whip him, you think? <laughs> uh, maybe his right kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, the Midwest Outdoors is proud to have Altec Industries as a sponsor of our show. Altec is a leading supplier of products and services for the electric, electric utility, communications, contractors, lights, signs, and tree care. They design, manufacture, and sell products that provide services for more than 100 countries throughout the world. On a personal note, I have friends who work here for this company, and they love it. They treat the employees like friends and family. If you need a great career, look no farther. Currently, they're looking for welders, assemblers, engineers, automotive painters, procurement analysis, material handlers, engineering technologists, and associates to work in their parts and distribution warehouse. They offer great benefits, three weeks paid vacation, on-site medical facilities, tuition reimbursement, and $2 per hour shift. This is a great company to work for. They're located in St. Joe, Missouri, right off the I-29 there. For more jobs, uh, for information for this job, it's Jobs Altec, A-L-T-E-C, A-L-T-E-C. That's jobsaltech.com. And I read this commercial because this is approved copy from, and I love these people. There's no finer company to work for than Altec. I've seen these guys' checks. I've talked to them for years now. They love this company. They treat them with respect and dignity. If I was a good young fella and wanted a career, they're making some real serious money. Certified welders make a lot of money. And I would move to St. Joe, Missouri. Crime rate's low. School district's great. Parkway's fantastic. And I would raise my family there. That's what I would do. But I just love this company. 
can't say enough good things about them. They're great people. You're listening to the Midwest Outdoors. Going to take a little break. We'll be right back with you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Midwest Outdoors. And in the studio, my left-hand, right-hand man, Mark Tobin, the greatest fisherman to walk the face of the earth, has the greatest lawn care service in America. You need to be a client of his if your your yard looks sicky-poo. He can straighten it out. He's got a mower on a trailer sitting out in the parking lot. Yeah, he, he's into it, man. <laughs> he's into it. I mean, he's, he mows snow. Yeah, you know? that's what I said. <laughs> Unbelievable. And Mike Boddicker is here with us. Did you go elk hunting this year? No, I did not. You didn't go? Not this year, no. How come? Too old. <laughs> well, there's a lot to that, isn't there? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I did it for 22 years. I, I, I humped those mountains and just up and down and up and down. And, yeah, it's uh, it got to the point where... I, I couldn't carry the stuff off the. Yeah, I mean, you got to quarter those things out, and you got the yeah. heads, you got the quarters and back straps, and and it's that's work. Yeah. Oh man, nothing better eating. Oh man, you uh, elk a meat. back strap on an elk. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot of meat too. Oh yeah, a lot yeah. of meat. Yeah, it sure is. Where where'd you hunt in Colorado? Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. How uh, permit wise? Uh, yeah, yeah. You had to. Uh, it was a, a draw. And, uh-huh. But they have a, a special draw out there that if you, you triple the money, you're going to get drawn. Well, okay. oh, <laughs> Back to the money. The money. And, the money. But, you know, it, to me, it was worth it because I loved elk hunt uh-huh. and I, archery, uh, only archery. Oh. So, so you're in there during the bugling thing. Oh yeah, isn't that phenomenal? There's nothing better. It's like a it's like nothing. a thousand pound turkey coming at you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. I mean, you work them just like a turkey. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it, I don't know, it's magical to me. All of a sudden you hear this bull, and then all of a sudden he just appears, and you go, wow. We're, you know, they're oh. so huge, and the horn, how they get through the timber. They're, they're, their antlers bend. Yeah. They they give. They if, you, if you grab a, a, a rack of a, of a elk, and it, it'll just, it's like an accordion. Wow. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Have you ever eaten elk? But yeah, I have. Back, oh, there's nothing better. Oh. There's not a better oh. meat. Would you there pickle you. them? Hell no, they're too good. <laughs> <laughs> they're way too good. Yeah. You guys get any big bulls? 360s, 350s, 310s? Uh, 320s, 330s. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. But, I mean, I, it was funny because I've hunt, I hunted out there for years, and we have our own, actually, own lease out there now. And I'm wasting my time because I don't hunt. But, uh, yeah, and it's great. We have tons of bulls on the property. But most of them are six by sixes. They're you know borderline satellite herd bulls. And but I took my oldest son Corey mm-hmm. out there for his thirtieth birthday. Oh, cool! And bought his paid for his tag, everything. Got him out there, and uh, he was there for three days. I called in a seven by seven herd bull for him at eight yards. Wow! And he got him. Cool. I hunted there for twenty years, and I never got a seven by seven. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, I got it hanging on my. You can come over to the house. It's, it's hanging. He can It's too big to fit in his house, so it's hanging in my entryway. What? Uh, I mean, assembly. Ooh, wow! What a bull. Mm. Um, eight yards. Eight yards. Yeah, most. Like I said, I did it for twenty twenty two years, and it took me about six to seven to figure out how to work these bulls. And uh, probably the last eight years, I never had. Because I call for friends of mine, stuff mm-hmm. like that out there. And uh, I never had anything over 15 yards. 
wow. shot for the for them. But I mean, they, they're they're working the wind, they're working everything, and you have to move and you have to get set up and, and work things. It, it's 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 an yeah, art involved. It's, yeah, it's it's, involved. it's it's hard to do, but once you get it, man, it's so fun. Hmm. It is so fun. Yeah, they're a little bit. Um, I don't know if I want to use the word overrated. Um, they're easier than whitetail on the ground, I think. Whitetail on the deer oh, on yeah. the ground, they just yeah. know you're there, you know. And they all, as long as you whitetail on the tree, know you're there. Yeah, that's <laughs> they're yeah, they're especially the does. Yeah, they they they're too way too smart. Way too smart for us. Yeah, it's like all women are way too smart yep. for men anyway. No, but I mean yeah. a bull elk. Now a herd bull to pull away from some. Pull him away for some cows to get him down there to get to come get another cow because they'll beller at you forever. Come 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 join me. Come join me. And you got to really work them up to pull them away from a herd. Mm-hmm. They they don't like leaving their cows. Is the bugle overrated? Yes, it is. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is that chuckle? Is, is a hyper hot cow call is the best. Is the but best. you have to know how to work it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that meow, yeah, type call. Yeah, and then there's a there's a series of things you use uh, with it to, as you're using it. Yeah, it. Like I said, it took me a long time to figure it out. You set up twenty yards behind your bow hunter. Is that what you do? Uh, usually thirty to fifty. Fifty. Oh, yeah. that much. Hmm. And you get him coming by, huh? Yeah, like yeah, my son's bull. He came down. It was a herd bull. He came down, and I saw him coming. He was heading right where my son was and all of a sudden he started circling out trying to get the wind sure and i so i had to move and bring him back around in front of my son yeah yeah wow what a hunt dang what a hunt cool the best part about that after he shot this herd bull well they all there's all these these satellite bulls six by sixes and five by fives and different ones they're they're around the whole thing Mm -hmm. waiting you Mm -hmm. know and soon as he went down they went nuts all these satellites (laughs) and i I mean, they were everywhere, running around trying to rustle up all these cows and get to get their own cows. They and, got they got oh their opportunity. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was it was amazing. Uh, the quality of the bulls though, are are there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Wyoming has um, got it going on as far as elk hunting. I think. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I think they're number one right now. We used to hunt Bridger National Forest for the first eight to ten years, and that was hard. hard. But there was nobody up there, which was fine. Well, I mean, we were hiking into the back valleys and stuff like that. <clears throat> and uh, all of a sudden, we started running into all these outfitters. And I told my buddy, I said, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling bulls in and all of a sudden have all these everybody descend on me. You know, this is ridiculous. So we ended up getting a lease out there, wow. which worked out great because all the farmers around the area were uh, letting these outfitters come in and lease their property. And all these outfitters were pushing all the bulls on our property. Well, so good. there's bulls everywhere. Awesome. Man, there's nothing like bugling an elk. No, it, it's, no. It's, yeah, it's, for all you turkey hunters out there, if you can imagine a 1,000-pound <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. turkey, because you're working them just like a turkey. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, wow. I, I was in a position this year on spring turkey hunting. It was one of the most memorable hunts I've ever had. And I knew he had a whole bunch of hens because I saw him with them. You know, mm-hmm. I'm within 100 yards of him, and... Little log and it's hard to pull those toms off. I just just kept yelping at him and yelping. I use that uh, black shadow that uh, Eddie Mm -hmm. Salter did, and I just to be straight up with you, I'd pretty well given up because they'd gone by me and they were walking off, and I and I'd lost visual on them. So I get out of Snickers, 
Nothing like having a Snickers in the wood, by the way. <laughs> and I uh, got my head made up, and um, and all of a sudden I hear that. A little bit of drumming. Ooh, and so there, if we know what drumming is, I don't know where it's at. You know, I don't know if it's 50 yards in front of me, is it to my right, is it where is it at on this thing? And, man, I mean, I put that Snickers down and moved that so slow to get the head net back down. And I already laid my gun down. So I'd go get back in position on that thing. And all of a sudden, it was just like magic. He appeared. And then he was a big old cobbler, you know. I mean, one of them good, good old biggins on the darn mm-hmm. thing, dragging their beard. He dragging his beard, and he just had to come back. Oh yeah, he just had to come back and take a look. I have a lot. It. I have a lot of luck purring for yeah. for those getting he, those darn things in. They'll, yeah, they. You know the uh, turkey herd or the flock or herd and get there talking out, but uh, the flock is way, 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 way down. Way down. Uh, way. You down. seeing the same thing out your way? Yep. You know, uh, there's a study out right now. I read it yesterday. Um, the poults are not getting the bugs that they need to. The first ten days is what they live on. Is, is because they the, detect spraying they, and they, yeah herbicides. Yeah, and that was the leading I heard that too. leading contributor to they think of the demise of the turkey flock. Mm. And that's after some big study that they'd done on the thing. There's a gentleman that we need to get him on the air. <clears throat> He's uh, out of the University of Missouri. And uh, don't hold that against us, but uh, he's a good guy, I guess. And he has got the most in-depth study of turkey hunting. Bobby, good friend of Bobby Coles, you know, we have on from Mossy Oak, you know. And so we need to get him on someday. Yeah, because I don't know. That, that doesn't make I, I've heard that, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, because well, polls, initially, initially it was red-tailed hawks, bobcats, and house cats, and everything mm-hmm. was getting in there, and, and raccoons. Yeah, raccoons. Raccoons are terrible. Yeah. Now that I agree, and yeah. I can see that as a problem. But you know, what time of year are the polts? I mean, June. That's June. Yeah, yeah. right around June. Yeah. <clears throat> well. Yeah, and back in the timber, you would think there'd still be a lot of bugs. That's not sprayed, right. That's yeah. not sprayed. Yeah. That, that's what I don't get either, because I'd heard the same thing, and I'm uh-huh. going, I don't spray back in there. There's nothing sprayed back in there. I just wonder. And that's, you know, the, the, the care for farms is not any different now than it has been for generations. No, no. So, you know, we had plenty of turkeys four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. So Go on, They're cycling, I think. Well, I, 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 they and, might be. And I because, believe in yeah. cycling for sure. Yeah. But you know that I put more to it to predation than anything. But I tell you what, the red-tailed hawk population is just huge. Right? Well, and raccoons yeah. too. Yeah, well, raccoons are just yeah, uh, well. Uh, there's no trapping anymore. Right. Nobody traps raccoons anymore. No, yeah. it's not. Well, a dollar eighty-five for your skinny mount, you know, type coon. You know, it's not worth your time or your well. The gas, the gas, gas to go check traps. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't do yeah. it. It doesn't work out. But you know, you're talking about the red-tailed hawks. As I was going up to Duck Club today. But every third telephone pole's got a red yeah, tail hawk on it. Everyone, and it's just yeah. crazy. I can drive down to the farm in between here and in Paola. I'm seeing fifty. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's just along the road. That's not what you're seeing out, right? You know. But see, you know, for every problem there is, there's got to be some kind of solution. Well, the solution then, of course, is to eliminate them. Well, that's not going to happen. That's, that's not going to happen. You can't do that. You know, that's against the law on no. the deal. But. Something needs to be changed or done. Something I, I blame it on raccoons an awful lot. When I was raccoons are terrible. When I was turkey hunting this spring, I found several nests that had been predated. You know, so I, I'd say it's probably raccoons. Mm-hmm. And while I was out there turkey hunting, I called in four or five raccoons. You know, just everywhere. 
you know, on the damn thing. So when you're in Wyoming, have you guys uh, run into any bears? Oh, yeah. What What's the deal? What's going on there? <laughs> well, when we ran into the bears, one of the guys I was hunting with had a bear tag, and he was hunting it. He shot a bear, come down, said, oh, I hit him good. Well, he didn't hit him good. He got shot him. Uh-huh. And I, I actually ran into him. I had to kill him oh, wow. because he was coming at me. Wow. With a bow. I killed him with a bow. Oh. Titanium broadheads can do a number on them. Yeah, uh, but we've had, like, sows with their cubs coming down trails and stuff like coming at us. And, and you know, you hunt with a lot of different people, f- friends of friends out there. And, mm-hmm. oh, let's take pictures. Of, no, 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 no. We're getting the hell out of here. Let them know we're here. And then we're getting the hell out of here because yeah. that sow, it, they will attack you. You don't mess with, with uh, yeah. a mama with cubs. Yeah. They're the most dangerous you can get. I said, no, we we out. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But not, yeah, not zoo animals. We ran into that, and I've had actually had a mountain lion follow my brother-in-law for a mile and a half, trailing him. Yeah. Wow. I watched it from the, the other side of the mountain. It's a real world out there. Yeah. You know, nice. you don't it's, call 911. You know, <laughs> yeah. something's going to happen pretty bad, you know. And the deal. Have you kept up on the grizzly bear fiasco out there? No, I have not. They were going to issue... You know, I'll screw up these numbers, but 1,100 tags or something, and they figure 10% of them will be successful. So you're going to take 110 bears out of the equation, grizzly bears. Yeah, the, they're, the, they're, they're bad. The, the biologists say, hey, we got a more than healthy number of grizzly oh, bears. Oh, yeah. Let's harvest some of these. And what's happening is by talking to those guys, I've talked to them many, many times now, is grizzly bears have lost respect for humans, mm-hmm. and they just think you're a Twinkie, and you know need something needs to be consumed off your boot or mm-hmm. leg or whatever on the thing, and they will kill you. And that lady that was sleeping in her sleeping bag there a while back last June, I think it was, and drug her out of her sleeping bag and ate her right there on the spot on the deal. Some little town in a town. It wasn't exactly you know like out in the wild on the thing. It was like in the courtyard of the town square. She was sleeping, and this grizzly bear came in and consumed her. So the bear biologist said, hey, come on, let's have a season. You know, let's teach them some respect out of this you, thing. Yeah, a little fear of God into them. A little fear of yeah. God that when they smell a human, that could be danger and, mm-hmm. and get the hell out of Jodge, you know, type attitude. But the federal side of it went, oh, no. And they got a judge to say, hey, this oh, is, can't happen. This just can't happen. So now the Wyoming and Montana and I think eastern part of Idaho have kind of gone together and put their heads together. They're not going to take the, the federal money anymore, it sounds like. Always follow the money. And they're going to allow Good. A, a harvest of some grizzly bears out of Good. that drainage. Is, uh, they call it the big drainage. You know, it goes all the way up through Grizzly scared. Uh, black bear scares me, but grizzly, they, yeah. they just. Different animal. Yep. Mm. And yeah. boy, they 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 kill a lot of elk and a lot of cattle and stuff out there. Man, well, the, the big deal in Montana right now—they're when they're calving. Yep. You know those those yep. uh, grizzly bears. They can smile them for three miles away. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they come running down off the hill and, yep. and free meal, free meal, and kill like easy cow. meal. A cow doesn't fight back, of nope. course, on the deal. So no, they don't run off like an elk or something like that. And they still get the elk. And and they do allegedly reimburse you for damages. There's a fund out there. Yeah, that, the that's deal. true, yeah. But they tell me to get reimbursed for that is almost impossible. 
you know, you can do it. But, it, you know, what they finally come and look at the carcass and say, well, you know, in a minute, by the time they get it's there. kind of like co- getting rebates for tires. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, maybe worse. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But they, they get there, and there's coyote tracks around and chewed marks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, this is coyote. They ate this, and that, that calf was born dead and all that stuff. Well, now it, it's – I think they've slacked up on that a little bit on the deal. But And then the wolves. Did you guys run into any wolves yet? Uh, no. No wolves yet. I see that sighting in northern Colorado of some wolves the other day. So, you know, they they, they micromanage, which is a bureaucratic nightmare. Their feet up under the desk telling me, you know, about how to hunt. It, it just amazes me, the micromanaging of wildlife. Look what they've done to our white-tailed deer. Uh, there's there's definitely too many. Well, I got, what, eight or nine the other night in the yard, you know. Um, they had 14 out behind the house here off 119th. There you day. go. You know. And, and they're not scared of nothing. Nothing. We had 32 come through my yard. Did you? And I'm in Blue Springs. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I've got a farm right across the street from me. They come out of the woods behind me and across my yard, across my garden, yeah. jump the fence, go into the wheat field. But yeah. 32. 32 deer. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they, and look at the snow geese, 13.3 million snow geese in the stratosphere right now, whichever number you want to believe. I've never shot a snow goose. Well, you need to. They're fun. Uh, <laughs> and they're good eating. They're good, yeah, good eating. They're good eating for birds. I've never shot a snow goose. And, uh, they, you know, they and back when the 60s, when all of a sudden you started seeing big flocks, I was the first person I ever knew in, in Holt County to put out a big spread of snow goose decoys, and I would work that hard. And I'd see them using the field and imprinting on the field. Well, I'd go out there after they left at dark, and I'd set a thousand goose decoys. I had a thousand decoys. Somebody stole them all, but that's beside the point. But I had over a thousand decoys, and I would set them up, and boy, next day you could. But you could only kill five at that time. Now it's unlimited, right? Yeah, it's twenty in the regular season, and now starting today, today is right. the electronic season. It's right. unlimited on yeah. the deal. But they, they, you know, I would. I went to them one time and said, "Hey." Raise the limit. You know, there's too many of these things. You know, now it's beyond control, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're spreading avian influenza all the way around the, the well, Growing up, it was, a, it was a big thing if you saw a flock of Canadians. Oh, yeah. And now it's like they're, you, they're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. and and No control. They have no control over None. None. None of the deal. And everybody gives me the raspberries about these black geese. And I, you know, they see them in the parking lot at East Hills Mall or wherever, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're walking around the parking lot over there. That's not the same bird that I hunt. No. <laughs> no. Those are all locals. They stay here. Yeah. They never leave. Yeah. 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 And, they're, they're and you're dumb. never going to see a, and you're never going to see a band on one of them. Yeah. And they're dumber than sticks. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then there's wild ones that come from Manitoba and come down through that last one I killed was from Saskatchewan, a bandit one. You know, that's a whole different mm-hmm. game. They've been shot at, harassed. Well, it's like and, the mallards, too. I mean, yeah. you get a late-season mallard, they're, they're hard to pull in yeah, because right. they've been shot at, and they've yeah. been called at, and they've, yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've went through the rigor. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not your locals. But, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Flyway Council. It's uh, every duck biologist from 50. There's duck biologists in Hawaii. You know, uh, you don't think about Hawaii being they have a lot of birds over there. But they, they all get together. 
and talk about the regulations and rules and how many birds and avian influenza. And most of them got a pocket protector with the glasses on, you know, type mm-hmm. guys. A lot of studying. A lot of studying mm-hmm. done. And they're all getting a $147,000 base pay a year, you know, which I'm jealous of. But you know, they need to get out here to the real guy in the trenches. Them people on that flyway council, I guarantee they never heard the thump of a dead mallard. They need to understand that part of the equation is the harvesting of the birds. Right. Pretty darn simple. You have to. You have to. You have to take them out of the equation. Yep, you do. Exactly. And you're going to have a lot of people whining and moaning about, oh, you can't kill these poor animals. You know what? They're going to die. They're going to get this bird flu. They're going to get uh, all the all the diseases. If there's too many, that's what happens. Mother Nature takes control. It takes, yep. Yeah, and it, it gets exactly. really ugly. Yeah. Not, yep. yeah. Uh, that, yeah. And mother, a lot more suffering. Yeah, a lot more suffering these animals. And oh, they, yeah. Nobody knows it. Yeah. And you know, and always follow the money again. Look at the revenue, like up in Holt County. There'll be people in here from Green Bay, Wisconsin, and New Jersey, and Florida mm-hmm. come up here to hunt these snow geese. Well, you know, that puts a lot of money in the restaurants up there, sure and the does. gas stations, and all this kind of stuff. So you know, get I got to come back up for a tenderloin. Oh, yeah. oh, is that good that Wasn't day? That good. Oh, the quackers. Yeah, quackers. Oh, man, yeah. unbelievable. That was really good. Oh. I, got, I got another restaurant called Paula's. They opened up Let's a go. Little, little town of Craig, and uh, it's just about as good on the deal. You know, it may be better. I don't know. Mm. Man. Tenderloin? Tenderloin. Everything. Oh, you can't believe this little restaurant over in Craig. So mm. You're really getting hungry. Between I the pickle fish and the tenderloin. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Mr. Buttaker, uh before we get out of here, we've got less than a minute. Royals are on the mend, I think. Yes. I, I do, too. I, I'm a little worried about the pitching yet. Is all. We, well, yeah. Who isn't, but, though? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we got the they got to figure that out. Other than that, uh, yeah, I think I think it uh, it'd be fun to watch this year. I think th- uh, from the bottom to the top, back up. Yeah, I, I love our new owner. Yeah, I and think, I love the owner group, ownership group, and uh, they're they're trying they're trying, which yeah. which is nice. Yeah, they're going to be okay. Yep, they're going to be better than people think they are on the deal. Boy, you got to get that right arm somewhere. I don't know. You got to have a middle reliever. They don't grow on trees, do they? Uh, relievers, yeah. Starters, no. <laughs> You've got your Chiefs hat on. Who wins? Chiefs. I never bet against Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. Never. Smart. Even even though Philly's good, really good, I never bet against Mahomes. 37-31, Chiefs. Ah, I got 34-27. That's close enough. Yeah, we'll I like it. that. Yeah, that's, that's a good score. That'll yeah. work, too. I think it'll be higher score than people think it is. I do, too. Yeah, but they're, they're two good teams. Can't wait. I'm amped up. <laughs> I am not the only one. Tell you what, that wraps it up for this edition of the Midwest Outdoors. we got to go for this week. Thank you, Mr. Boddicker, for coming oh, over. Oh, it's always great. Great to see thank you. Thank you, Mr. Tobin, for being here. And thank you, Fred, for being here. And our great producer. We forgot to mention him. Kyle, he does Kyle a fantastic is just a wonderful job. human, isn't he? He smiles a lot. Yeah, he We does. are in good hands with I can Kyle. tell you why he's smiling, but her name is... Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> got to go for this week. Next time we see you, I hope we see you in a great outdoor. Let's go, Chiefs.